48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodjart. Tonight's headlines. President Xi Jinping has arrived in Uzbekistan on the latest leg of his overseas visit, where he'll attend the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit and meet his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin. Dr. Chang Shuk Wang from the Center for Health Protection says there are signs that the current wave of the pandemic is easing, but that it's too early to conclude that the BA.5 outbreak has plateaued. And the Macau government says it has received seven bids for its six casino licenses. New COVID cases reported today rose slightly to 7,579, 161 of them imported. Ten more people with COVID have died. About 2,800 are being treated in public hospitals with 13 in intensive care. Dr Chang Shuk Wan from the Centre for Health Protection says there are signs that the current wave of the pandemic is easing, but that it's too early to conclude that the BA.5 outbreak has plateaued. It appears that in the past few days, the figures have stabilised and come down slightly, but we need to monitor the situation for a few more days. There are signs that the daily case tally is stabilising, but we have to look at whether the BA.5 variant has peaked. It now accounts for around 70% of cases. Whether the case load will go up and rebound after the holidays, we have to see. A joint study by two local universities has found that the antibody levels in people who have been vaccinated and infected with the Omicron BA.2 strain of COVID are higher compared with those who are triple jabbed and have never been infected. 104 people were recruited by the Chinese University and the University of Hong Kong to take part in the study. Professor Leo Poon is from the University of Hong Kong's School of Public Health. With such breakthrough infections, it can help you to generate cross-reactive antibody response, which can recognize multiple SARS coronavirus 2 variants. So that may help you to, you know, prepare for the next. Maybe in the near future, you will be encountered with another new subvariants or new variant of concerns. Your antibody response seems to be better than before. President Xi Jinping has arrived in Uzbekistan on the latest leg of his overseas visit, where he'll attend the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit and meet his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin to discuss the war in Ukraine and other international and regional topics. President Xi was earlier in Kazakhstan for a state visit. He hailed strong ties between China and the Kazakhs, saying the countries had established a permanent comprehensive strategic partnership to the benefit of both peoples. Priscilla Ung has more. President Xi is making his first trip abroad since the very early days of the coronavirus pandemic. He will meet President Putin in Uzbekistan at the Samarkand summit of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, a meeting that Moscow says will show an alternative to the Western world. Kremlin foreign policy spokesman Yuri Ushakov said the Russian leader will also hold talks with other leaders at the summit, including those of India, Pakistan, Turkey and Iran. But he described his meeting with China's leader as of particular importance. Mr. Usakov said the summit was taking place against the background of large-scale political changes. Mr. Xi and Mr. Putin last met in February at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Following those talks, they issued a joint statement saying the friendship between their countries had no limits. 
Days later, Russia launched its war on Ukraine. The Macau government says it has received seven bids for its six casino licenses. Besides the six current operators, GMM Limited, linked to Malaysian tourism and gambling conglomerate Genting Group, has submitted a bid. The bid opening process will begin on Friday and the new contracts are set to start next year. Customs customs officers say a batch of live turtles was among the items seized from a speedboat in an anti-smuggling operation in waters off Tonglong Chai last night. They say the total haul, comprising more than 30 boxes of goods, was worth $800,000. It also included pharmaceutical products, mobile phones and some electronic goods. And a look at the weather. Fine and dry, hazy tomorrow morning. It'll be very hot during the day with top temperatures of about 35 degrees, light to moderate northwesterly winds. The current temperature is 31 degrees with humidity of 52%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Hong Kong stocks lost 2.5% today as part of a global sell-off sparked by high inflation figures out of the United States and the prospect of more interest rate hikes. Daniel So is a strategist strategist from CMB International. I think the market has been expecting at some point over the next six months the Fed may pause on its rate hike, but now that the inflation data is still very high and higher than expected, and so this optimism wanes a bit. And Hong Kong market is also has been quite weak for some time. Another concern is over the weak economic outlook in mainland China. The cake shop chain Crostini has closed its shops for good, citing the pandemic. In a social media post, the company said the business environment in Hong Kong had been bad over the past two years and that it had no choice but to immediately close down. As Kelly Yu reports, the Consumer Council has received complaints about Crostini's closure. The Mint Market Bakery chain, which had about a dozen outlets, apologised to and thanked its customers and staff. In his post, Crostini said it was a pity that it could not turn things around and had no choice but to make what it described as a grave and disappointing decision. But it pointed out that many sectors have been greatly affected by the pandemic. In the comment section, some people complained that there was little notice before Crostini shut its shops, while others asked what could be done with vouchers bought from the bakery. The Consumer Council said it received 10 complaints as of 5pm about the company's closure. One complaint was from a customer with $2,000 in prepaid coupons. Its chief executive Gilly Wong said anyone who bought coupons with a credit card can try for a refund. Check it out whether you are using credit cards to pay for all these prepayment vouchers. If it is the case, then you can immediately go to the bank to apply for the chargeback to help you. Hopefully, you know, you can have the issuing bank of the credit card to refund the uh, amount to you based on their own policy. But we have to emphasize that because every bank has their own policy on chargeback. So uh, in terms of the time limit and also under what circumstances they would accept the chargeback will be subject to individual scrutiny of the bank. Customs officers also expressed concern about the case. They say they will take enforcement action if they find any violation of the trade descriptions ordinance. Meanwhile, the Eating Establishment Employees General Union said at least one part-time Crostini staff had yet to receive their pay for August and this month. But it believes around 100 employees could be affected as the firm had made no payments in lieu of notice or severance payments. The union said it would collect information from the laid-off workers and refer the matter to the Labour Department.
The Department of Justice has been granted a request to challenge the not guilty verdict of a woman who had allegedly refused to present her ID card to the police during a protest in 2019. As Maggie Ho reports, a High Court judge says a magistrate erred in her earlier ruling. The defendant, social worker Lam Hiwa, was at a rally in Chunwan on August 25, 2019, when she was asked to show her ID card. Prosecution had said she responded with a loud voice, asking the female inspector to show her warrant card before finally presenting her own ID card. The social worker was charged with obstructing a police officer and an alternative count of failure to produce proof of her identity for inspection. Magistrate Piani Wong had earlier acquitted her of both charges, saying Ms Lam had shown her ID card at a reasonable time and did not obstruct the officer. But upon the Department of Justice's application to review the case, High Court Judge Albert Wong decided that the magistrate had erred in her ruling and ordered a retrial. A project has been launched to preserve and restore coral in Hong Kong using the world's first 3D coral reef file printer, tile printer. Sino Group is working on the initiative through its Hong Kong Innovation Foundation, together with Ocean Park and a startup called Archie Reef. Vanessa Cheng has the details. The aim is to build 20 square meters of artificial reef in deep water bay over the next three years. Dr. David Baker, a co-founder of Archie Reef, said. Hong Kong is well known for its rich marine biodiversity, with around 90 hard coral species. But he said these are facing challenges due to global warming and rising sea temperatures. Dr. Baker said printing tailor-made tiles for coral to grow on can help restore or build new reefs more quickly, as natural recovery is very slow. We focus this product on areas that don't currently have corals because there's no hard bottom to attach corals to. Corals don't like growing in sand, so you need to have a firm foundation for them. We can attach living corals and give them a head start at surviving and thriving in that new environment. So our long-term goal is that the tile over time will become less and less obvious because the corals themselves are growing and becoming a new reef. In addition to building an artificial reef, Ocean Park plans to launch a scheme enabling 10,000 primary and secondary school students to join online coral conservation workshops. A hundred of the participants will be selected as program ambassadors to help promote coral conservation to the Hong Kong public. Overseas, the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, has stressed the EU's resolve to ensure that President Putin fails in his war in Ukraine. Giving her annual State of the Union address, she promised that sanctions were here to stay. But Ms von der Leyen admitted Europe would be tested and there would be difficult moments ahead. She outlined a series of measures to tackle soaring energy costs. We are proposing a cap on the revenues of companies that produce electricity at low costs. These companies are making revenues they never accounted for, they never even dreamt of. But in these times, it is wrong to receive extraordinary record revenues and profits benefiting from war and on the back of our consumers. In these times, profits must be shared and channeled to those who need it most. 
President Zelensky says 8,000 square kilometres have now been liberated in Ukraine's northeastern offense offensive. Half of that, he said, had been stabilised. With most of Kharkiv province re- recaptured, Defence Ministry officials said logistics hubs in the Donbass would be the new focus of the offensive. But Ukraine's former Prime Minister, Arseniy Yatsenyuk, warned Russian forces were likely to stage a counterattack. We are not in the position to underestimate Russia. They still have more manpower than Ukraine and more even outdated military equipment than Ukraine. And the Russian army is bigger than the Ukrainian one. We expect that Putin is to retaliate. And we expect that Ukrainian military will hold the ground. Thousands of people have packed London's streets to see Queen Elizabeth's final journey from Buckingham Palace. Her coffin will be taken to Westminster Hall, where she will lie in state for four days until her funeral. More than 5,000 men and women of the armed forces will play a part in honouring Queen Elizabeth in the coming days, as the BBC's Jonathan Beale explains. Throughout the morning, troops have been making the final preparations for what will be one of the most important ceremonial duties of their military career. Soldiers from the Queen's Company, the Grenadier Guards, will place the Queen's coffin on the gun carriage that'll take her from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall, have been rehearsing their carefully choreographed drills. All three services will be represented in the procession. The commanding officer of the Household Division has called it a sad day for those taking part, but he says their focus is now on delivering perfection for a monarch who they swore to serve. Sport and in Champions League football, a header from Joel Matip on the 89th minute gave Liverpool a 2-1 win over Ajax at Anfield. It was a much-needed result for Jurgen Klopp's side, who were thrashed 4-1 by Napoli to start the group stage. Start was different, middle was different, finish was different, um, the football we played, the way we defend, everything was different, much higher intensity, much more aggression. Everything was better, so it was the first step, nothing, nothing else, not more, but um, everything was better. It's a different story for Tottenham, who suffered their first loss of the season in a 2-0 defeat against Sporting Lisbon. The Portuguese side scored twice and added time to make it two wins from two in Group D. Spurs boss Antonio Conte wasn't convinced by the result. We didn't deserve to, to win, but at the same time I think we didn't deserve to, to lose this game. If we want to have the ambition to go to the next round, we have to, to fight. We have to fight a lot. Especially in this group, because this group, I see a lot of balance between the teams. And a reminder of our top stories, President Xi Jinping has arrived in Uzbekistan on the latest leg of his overseas visit. Dr Chang Shuk Wan from the Centre for Health Protection says there are signs that the current wave of the pandemic is easing and the Macau government says it has received seven bids for its six casino licences. The news from RTHK. <laughs> Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time and a very good evening to you if you've just had a day of it. Just listen to the news and just want to settle down and relax for 45 minutes. This is the right place. 
We've got some music for you between now and midnight from the good old days. Starting off with a track from Keely Smith. And if you'd like a song yourself, send an email to Radio Pete at Gmail. Why do I tell? 